come on, just let's have a bit of community. Just look at them and say, I am so glad you are here. Guys at the back, there is a few rows near the front. Come on, share some love. Uh, guys on the back row, just want to let you know, there are a couple of rows completely free here, if you feel so inclined. I'm not going to pressure. No, don't pressure. But there is, there is some rows, not, they're not front, that if you feel so inclined, you're welcome to come and sit. Uh, can you, do you want to hear a joke? I found this just a, just a way to lighten us up this morning. I feel like when Ben was dancing, I feel like we could have gone a little bit more today. I feel like we were holding back. So I thought I'd tell you a joke just to maybe loosen you up. Does that sound funny? This is probably the, fu- I'm going to be real. This is probably the funniest joke I have heard in a long time. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pressure on it. I don't even mind. This joke is going to live up to its reputation. reputation. <sighs> the delivery is so tense right now. Come on, I was an actor, I should be able to do this. So, apparently, Julie Andrews will no longer be endorsing Rimmel Vibrant Shades lipstick, as she claims it breaks too easily and makes her breath smell. In a statement, she said, the super color fragile lipstick gives me halitosis. (laughs) That was funny. She's just sitting there like, that is not funny, man. Julie Andrews was Mary Poppins, if you didn't, just in case that didn't sing to anyone. Do you like that one? That was a good one, though, yeah? I'll send it around. We'll make a WhatsApp group. Everyone can get in it. I'll start sending you memes and jokes I find on the internet. Good. That seems good. You're all smiling now. Hey. Are you feeling good today? Are you glad to be in church? You know, I was looking around this morning, and I really thought, as I looked around, I thought, this is like really our core. This is, this is our church. Do you know what I mean? I feel like as I looked around, I thought, wow, these are the people that we're going to do life with together. And by the way, I am super passionate, and Ben and I were talking this morning. We're desperate to move to Staines, really, because we want to build more community with you guys. And I just, I really have this great burden just to spend more time with this group of people. God has called us onto the same path with the same vision We don't know why some of us are on it. We don't know why we're all here, but we know that God has brought us here, and that means there is a purpose and there is a plan. And even if we cannot see it all yet, I don't know about you, but I'm very, very excited about it because I know God is a good, good father, and he wants good things for us. And so I just get excited as I looked around this morning in worship. I thought, wow, these are the people. This is it. This is what we're going to build church with. These are going to be, by the way, and as we're the first ones, you know that means we're going to have to be the sacrifices, right? You know that means we're going to have to really dig in deep. We're going to have to sacrifice for the future generations of Flow Church. Uh, But that is exciting, is it not? I'm really excited about it. And I just want to take a moment again. I want to honor Keith and uh, Mandy specifically, but also the leaders of Hythe. And just, again, just thank you so much. Uh, I want to thank him again that we just haven't come you know, here and just started by ourselves with nothing, but we've come and joined together as the body of Christ. And I think what has happened here has been a beautiful example of the body of Christ. That actually there is no one kingdom in the church. It's not just one style of church. That actually there is the body of Christ and we're all involved and we're all attached to each other, sometimes whether we like it or not. And I just think it's so encouraging that our churches have come together to demonstrate. I'm hoping to this town and I'm really hoping to nations, I'm really hoping into Europe because there's a lot of church 
splits and church arguments in Europe where they do not like each other. Anyway, I should probably get on with preaching, shouldn't I? That is only my introduction. That doesn't count as my time. Did you, uh, did you like the vision last week? Some of you are like, oh, yeah, I'm still thinking. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I understand sometimes when God speaks, it needs some time to digest. But actually, last week, what we talked about was that we're going to reveal the saints. We are going to look to ourselves to be revealed, as Emily said, into, I like what you said there. Say that again. We have not encountered versions of ourselves. And I love that. And that's, that's what we want to do for us. We want to step into new gifting, step into maybe new calling, step into new characters, step into new attitudes, step into new mindset, live out new principles. We want to become more of Christ every day. And we want to step into that. And then also we want to be able to be sent. Yes. We want to be sent. We want to be sent to the local schools. Amen. East to west. We want to be sent to the hospitals. Amen. And actually this week, Emily has been emailing the hostel chaplain and we're going to be arranging to do their Sunday services for some of their Sundays, three Sundays, not all of them, three. And I'm just really excited about that. And also we're going to go into prisons, yes? We have no contacts yet, but we're going to see breakthrough, yes? Amen. Come on, guys. That's good. Do you want me to send another joke? And then we're also going to be sent to the nations of Europe. We're going to go... We're going to go bless pastors in Eastern Europe. We're going to go start youth camps and youth conferences in Northern Europe. We're going to go and serve refugees in Southern Europe. And we're going to go and pray in Western Europe. I didn't even realize that we're doing all those four, but we are. We're going to get ourselves around Europe this year. And if you went online, did you go online? Did you check out all the dates and all the things we have planned? If you haven't, go to flowchurch.co.uk. And if you did not listen to the message last week, please follow it on the podcast. So go back and listen to it so you are up to date for the plan of this year. But does anybody get excited or full of faith for what might happen this year? Fantastic. Great. Today, what I want to try and convince you of and what I want to try and speak to you about is to help you understand why I believe we need to be strengthened as saints and also how we're actually going to do that. That's what I'd like to talk to you about today. So if you would like to, please pull out your Bible. If you did not bring one, do not fear. Do not feel judgment of the person's eyes beside you uh, because it is going to come on the screen. But if you do have it and you'd like to get it out, I'm going to be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Oh, I went really silent when I said it. Everyone's like, wow, that's my favorite verse. Do we like the Bible? That's good to hear. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. It says this. So to keep me from becoming conceited, this is Paul the Apostle writing, um, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, the things that he had seen and known, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. That's very nice of God, isn't it? Three times I pleaded with the Lord uh, that this should leave me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with my weaknesses, insults, 
I'm content in hardships. I'm content in persecutions. I'm content when people laugh at me. I'm content when people don't understand my faith. I'm content when I say, speak really loudly or evangelize on the street and it doesn't go well. I'm content when all kinds of things happen to me. For when I am weak, the Bible says, then I am strong. When I am, I am then Turn to the person next to you say, when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. You see, we are going to be strengthening the saints this year. And the way that we're going to strengthen ourselves is by getting really, really weak. You see, and actually, guys, this is actually a good news. This is really encouraging for you. Because I don't know about you, but when the word strengthen comes to my mind, I automatically think of the gym membership I am paying for, but I am not using. Anybody else with me on that? That is what I think of. I think of harder work. I think of discipline. I think of sweating. I think of not doing things I don't want to do naturally. Anybody else with me on that? And not only, that's only the physical things, not even the spiritual things. When I think of spiritual strength, and you know what I think of? I think of hours-long prayer meetings. And I think oh, I've got a discipline. You know what I also think of? Fasting. That's, that's, that's why I think of spiritual strength. And it might appear as fasting. I've got to fast. I've got to dig in. Me and Emily are doing a Daniel fast now for 40 days. That's no meat, no sugar. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's really good fun. And uh, that's, that's what we're doing. We're eating like homemade chips, basically, all, every lunchtime. That is what we're going to. That's what it, when the word strengthening comes to my mind, those are kind of the images that conjure up in my, in my head. But what I want to tell you is that strengthening in the kingdom works a lot like a lot of other things in the kingdom, and that is fantastic news for you and for me. It works the other way around. Did you know in the kingdom, when you give, that is when you receive? Do you know in the kingdom, that when you try to live, it's actually then that you die, and you can only live when you die. That's the truth about the kingdom. And do you know in the, the kingdom, the, the person that you think would be first is actually the person that is, and the person that is ends up being, you see, in the kingdom, things work the other way around. And actually, this is one of those principles that works the other way around. So don't worry about stressing out, about digging in deep and doing more hours and putting more effort in. Let me tell you, in the kingdom, you want to be strong, you got to get weak. You've got to become less. John the Baptist talks about this in John 3.13. He says, I must decrease in order that Jesus, he must increase. And I love that imagery. That's what we're talking about today. If you want to be a stronger scent, it's very easy. All you have to do is decrease. All you have to do is get weaker. Because let me tell you, when you got saved by Jesus, he lived the life of all the strength that you need. When Jesus came to earth, he lived the fully strengthened life that you can live. And then Jesus very, very nicely comes up to you and says, you know what? I'm going to give you my spirit of strength to now live in you. But when you try and be the strength of your life, you will actually ruin it. So actually, if you just let go of your life and appear weaker, then the Holy Spirit can be stronger through you. I thought that was a really good point. Is that 
Are you with the, Does that sink in? All right, let, let, I'm going to explain it to you in another way. Let me have a sip of water first. Take the awkward silence. Thanks for the sound effects, boys. Let, let, me, let me try and put this another way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some imagery. I even brought some props to church today. Does that sound exciting to you? Ben, can I borrow you as you made a sound effect? Come, come stand in the middle and just look at everybody for me. Say hello. Say hi back, guys. That's rude. Fantastic. Great. Ben, you're going to represent for us somebody who is, need, is in need of strengthening. Now, let me ask you, if I set Ben a challenge, like Jesus very often sets a destiny before us. If I set Ben, imagine I said, Ben, Ben, I would love you to run to the hall, the other side of the hall and back. How fast do you think you could run it? You want to do it, don't you, I reckon? <laughs> Shall I make him run it? Yeah, Paul, Paul says yes. Uh, I need a timer then. I didn't plan to do this. Is someone going to time it? I want to see how fast, Ben, you can run it. Of course you can go for it. This is it. This is the moment. Okay, guys, make way. Don't run through the Flow Church giving station. We need that. There and back, Sam. Back to the back stage. Are you ready? <laughs> Jill Pierce at the back. Go, Ben. Go, Ben. Thanks, Jill. Love it. Three, two, one, go, Ben. Oh, blimey. Seven point eight three seconds, everybody. Wow. Okay. Now, in order for Ben to be strengthened, what you might normally think about is you might think, well, Ben, if he wants to be strengthened, he needs to do earlier mornings. He needs to get up at four o'clock. He needs to be ready and out by five so that he can go for a nice long run to get better, to get fitter. He must then go to the gym and work longer and harder. He must be getting fitter and stronger and all these kind of things. That's what you would suggest. If you were the coach of Ben and his whole running, that is what you would suggest to him. But I would like to really paint a better picture for what it's like for us. You see, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, even though the Holy Spirit is full within us, we are still carrying things and we're still dealing with things that actually we do not need to deal with. We do not need to carry. And actually, it looks a little bit more like this. Ben, I have some props for you. Okay, this is a kettlebell with a weight belt, which, by the way, belongs to Jamie McKean. He's not here today, so you can laugh at him having a weight belt. Okay, can you just put that on for me? Fantastic. Are you, can you see this? Are you with it, Ben? Do you want to stand on the black stage so everyone can see you? You got it? Now, you need to hold on to that. That cannot touch the floor. Oh, beautiful. Well done. Okay, good. Can you stand on the black stage so everyone can see you? Uh, you see, sometimes in life, even though we get saved... Even though we are filled with the Spirit of God, we still carry baggage. We still carry things with us that we do not need. Not only that, but Ben, can you take off your shoes as well? Please just have socks on. Great. You see, sometimes there are things that we still do not know yet about the kingdom. There are principles we still do not live by. And so there are things that we think we know best about. And then also, you're right there, mate. It's fine. Can you just hold it? Okay, we will just we'll just wait for you, mate. It's fine. It's good. You got it. Is it heavy? It's quite heavy, isn't it? Twelve kilograms on it. And then, can you just like just wrap this round your eyes for me? 
Fantastic. You see, this does smell nice. Thank you. It's my scarf. I spray it. You see, even though we get saved, even though we, uh, even though we are filled with the Holy Spirit, there are still things. Don't you look amazing? There are still things that stop us and blind us to see God, to see what he has intended for us. Now, if I asked Ben to run the hall again, which I won't this time because he has socks on with a 12-kilogram kettlebell, how long do you think, do you reckon it would double his time? More? Matt's, Matt's like, never. Do it. Do you want him to do it? Should we do it, Ben? Do you want him to do it? <laughs> Don't run, though, because you have a blindfold on and there's people here. Just see, see if you can, see if you, actually, let's do it for seven seconds, see how far he gets. Okay, you ready? Three, two, one, go. Stop, Ben. That's how far he made it this time. Now, Ben, I'm just going to come grab your hand because I actually need you back here. That's fine, I got you. <laughs> Never thought I'd do this in church. This is a strange one, isn't it? What did your pastor do in church today? Well, he blindfolded somebody, put weights around him. Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, and then stop and turn around. Thank you. Now, if you were Ben's coach at this time, he runs the race, and he last time he, you know, he got all the way back in seven seconds. This time he can barely even make it halfway, his quarter of the way. What would be your coaching advice to him? It would not be get earlier hours in. It would not be work on your muscle. It would not be go on the B of the bang. It would not be any of those things. You see, if you were his coach, you would see <laughs> you would see that there are some obvious things that need dealing with, and it doesn't necessarily make him stronger. It actually makes him Ben Weeks weaker so that Christ might be stronger through him. You understand? You see, you would actually go up to him and say, look, Ben, you're wearing this belt. You're carrying these weights. And maybe for you, maybe for me, maybe this looks a bit more like control. Like, you know, you go through life and you're a Christian. You're filled with the Holy Spirit, but you are a control freak. Anybody admit to being a bit like this? And you think, you think in your head, if I do not hold this, if I do not hold my life, if I do not hold this church, if I do not hold this team, if I do not hold my family together, then who else will? Who else will hold on to it? So yes, Jesus has a destiny for me, but I'm sorry, I've got to take this control weight with me because if I don't worry about it, nobody else will worry about it. And Jesus says, become weaker. Stop thinking you are the one that holds your life together. I, Jesus Christ, am the one that holds your life together. Become weaker. Stop trying to be in charge. Stop trying to be the controller. Let me be in charge. Let me be the controller. And let me take it away from you. And I'll tell you guys, it's not easy becoming weak. It might sound like, well, yeah, of course I'll do that. Of course I'll do that. No, it's not easy becoming weak because actually the things that we hold on to, we think are absolutely essential. We think that actually if I want to be a good athlete, surely I need weights in my life because they're going to train me. No, 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 no. Let go of the things that, are hold, that you are holding on to that you can actually give to Jesus. Cast onto Jesus all your anxieties. All of them, anything you worry about, anything you think you must dominate and control, let it go and give it on to Jesus. 
become weaker. Ben, can you take it off for me? I don't want to try and take that off. No, keep the blindfold on, please. Can you? That's it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Just the weights. At least you got a bit stronger during this. And then you would say, look, you've let go of the weights that you are carrying, but actually you are still blindfolded. So even though you may be able to run a little faster, you do not know the direction in which you run. You will never know fully, amen? Anybody been a Christian for longer than 10 years and understands that you never really know the direction you're running in? You kind of have an end game. You know you're ending for the finish line, and you know your next step, but you really don't know the middle. Anyone testify? Anybody say amen to that? Anybody understand that? You see, this is what happens. And you know what? There's other things. The reason Jesus says you must not be able to decide, I must be able to decide. The reason he's saying that I must be the one that directs you and guides you is because you don't know really what is guiding you. You see, you have to become weaker to say, I don't know the best path for my life. Church, hear me on that one. Hear me on that one. Hear me. You do not know. I do not know the best path for my life. You have to admit that to yourself. You do not know best for you. That is a seriously hard thing to admit, especially in our prospering nation. Because you think, well, I've got myself here, and that was just me. Yes, but no, you do not understand. That might be a good thing for your life, but it may not be the best or the God thing for your life. God has a destiny for you which is bigger than you can ask or imagine. How do I know that? Because his ways are higher than your ways and his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And you know what? If you allow yourself to guide you, I can tell you what I often see is you will be led by fear, not faith. Oft, oh man, I could preach on this for a whole series. People get led by fear, not by faith. Because fear is a lot harder to tackle than faith. Because if you face your fear, you have to face all of those thoughts and things and pains and past experiences. And I read in a book recently that called them the dogs of doom. That's what fear can produce, the dogs of doom. And they're the things that will bark at you and make you feel anxious and make you feel like, I don't want to go near it. So you're back away and actually ending up just following what they tell you to do. You see, if if I was trying to help you become stronger, I want to make you a little bit weaker by letting go of your life and the direction of it. That's what I want to do this year for you. Amen. Wow, that sounds fun. And then when you do that, what happens is you have a clearer vision. Ben, you can take it off. Thank you. Because then you begin to live by faith. And actually, you don't even direct it. You just follow Jesus. And so wherever Jesus is, you go. You good? You can't see. It's very bright. And then lastly, this, I'm just using different examples, but for lastly, Jesus then might come up to you, and this is a different way that you might have to be weaker. Jesus will come up to you and say, I want to give you some shoes. I want to give you some trainers because actually you are running in socks and Ben, a grip on the floor will help you a lot more. Oh, that was a rhyme. That rhyme. That was cool. Didn't plan that. Remember that. Write that down. Now, this is when Jesus, please hear me on this. Are you still with me? Is this helping? Please hear me on this. This is a very important point. Jesus will often give you things, principles, mindsets, attitudes, things to do that actually you won't always like and you will not always understand and sometimes you won't even agree with. But Jesus is saying, you must do what I ask you to do. You must decrease I must increase. I tell you what to do. You don't tell me what to do. 
How many of us live a Christian life where we actually tell God what to do? All our prayers is, God, I need you to do this, 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 and this. I need you to fix this, sort out that person, do this. No, 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 no. That's not how this kingdom thing works. Prayer is me going to God to receive the assignment and mission that he has laid before me. He will tell you to do something. I'll give you some examples to help this make this real. There are some principles in the kingdom that he will teach you which you may not like. Money is one of them. He may say to you, you're meant to give away your money. And you might go, but Jesus, that doesn't make much sense. It's not logical because he might give you studded trainers in the middle of a wooden floor. And you go, God, it doesn't make any sense. Why would I want studded trainers in a wooden floor? Why would I want to give money away when I barely have enough to keep me going? And Jesus will say, you don't understand. I'm training you for the athletic track. I'm training you for the Olympics. I'm training you for something bigger than you have ever even imagined. But you must do as I have asked you to do. So you may have to give money away. You may have got all your savings built up, ready for that holiday, and then Jesus says, uh, that's actually belonging to me. Because do you know, it's not just 10% in the kingdom of God. When you are saved, it's every single pound and penny you own does not belong to you anymore. It belongs to the kingdom. And so if somebody is in need and they need money, it's not your money anyway. You just give God's money. But it's a principle that can be hard for us to take in because money is precious. Money makes our world go round. And so it's hard to absorb, hard to say, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to trust you on this one. Maybe another one. I'll throw it to another one because I just want to talk about money. What about the gift of tongues? That's a weird one, isn't it? I wonder sometimes whether Jesus just made it weird just to keep it, just to keep the church, you know, thinking along those lines. I just find it hilarious. First time I heard tongues, I thought someone was speaking in Elvish and quoting Lord of the Rings. I just... Honestly, and, but I remember hearing it going, there's something about this. And then I read my Bible, and I actually noticed what happened. I was actually with my friend Rory, the, the guy who passed away on Christmas, and he sat down with me and said, Liam, do you speak in tongues? And I said to him, no, I do not speak in tongues. He said, you have to speak in tongues. I said, I don't think you have to. I think it's a nice thing if God wants to give it to you, but you don't have to. And he's like, no, Liam, you have to speak in tongues. It's such a powerful principle for your life. How many of you, you may not even speak in tongues, and you've heard it, and you think that's just a weird thing. That's not for me. It's a weird principle. It's a weird gift. But you know what? Jesus may want to give you that gift. And if he says, I want to give you this gift, whenever Jesus offers you something, please, church, take it. Even if you do not like it, take it. I promise you it will do you good. So there may be some things about the kingdom that you don't like, find a bit weird, take them. Because he's training you for something that you are not yet a part of. You might think, but I don't need it. I'm on this wooden floor. My shoes will be fine. No, he wants to put you on the Olympic track. And when you're there, Vans trainers aren't going to cut it. And so if you're there and you have not learned this principle, you will run, but you'll never be able to fully reach the destiny he has got for you. So church, sometimes you have to take on some things. You have to become weaker so that he might become stronger. Is this good? Just helping you. Can we give Ben a round of applause? Thank you so much, my friend. Now, actually, let me just have another water. Sorry. Jill, can you have a word with Ben and Jack for me after me? And I appreciate. Thank you. Appreciate that. Now, I know. I know. I know. You're probably hearing me, and I know the enemy. I know us as humans. I know myself. 
as I'm saying these things, lots of it might start sinking in going, you know what, no, that's not for me. He's talking to somebody else. Or no, that's not really true. And all these things start to sink in. And I'm very aware that as humans, especially for us in our culture, I feel like because we're quite independent, because we're quite successful people generally, what often happens is that we think I must learn this lesson for myself. I would encourage you, if you can, just trust the biblical principles. Don't even happen to put them to the test. It will just take you longer in your life. So if I say something from the Bible, just take it as truth. But if still that is a struggle for you and you think, no, I must go through this myself. You know what? As a pastor, I'm going to give permission to something I don't think I'll ever give permission to again. You know what? Go ahead. Try and do the world in your strength. Go on, try. Try and hold your whole life together. Try and make sure all your family are going in the right direction. Try and make sure your business is thriving and being successful. Try and make sure that you are managing to carry all these disciplines. Try and make sure that you don't eat too much and gain weight. Try to make sure that your health is good. Try to make sure that your finances are all budgeted and in order. Try, actually try it. If, if, if you cannot just take my word for my word, then please try it. Try and hold your life together. Because I don't mind if you do that because I know if you try... You will not succeed to hold everything together, and then you will actually learn that Christ is the only option in this. That He is the only option. There is no spouse that will be able to be your strength for you. They might be for a moment, they might be for a week, a month, maybe even a year if it's really serious, but they will have a point when they will run out of strength. There is no career or CEO or boss that will be your strength for you. Anyone amen to that? You know that one maybe a bit clearer. There is no doctor that can be the strength for your health. Trust me, I have a friend who just died because no doctor could heal him. The doctors run out of strength. At every point you turn, people will run out of strength. And you and I must learn that Jesus Christ is the only option. Do you know in John 6, 68, yes, John has over 68 verses in it. John 6, 68, Jesus says to his disciples, guys, are you going to leave me as well? And he's just saying that because he just preached a message where 5,000 people and more left his preach halfway through it. That's a good preach from Jesus. And 12 remained, his 12 disciples. And he looked at them and said, are you going to remain as well? And do you know what they said to him? And I'm going to just paraphrase it. He, they said, we have no other option. And I love the way they said that. They didn't just, they didn't just become yes men and say, of course she's yes, no, would never, never would abandon you. Everything you say is great. They just said, well, where else am I going to go? Jesus, you are weird. You are confusing. You are hard to understand. You keep pushing me in ways I do not want to be pushed. But God, where else am I going to go? Who else has strength to offer me? What other God out there is honestly saying he will be our strength for us? Is there an, I have not, as my study of other religions, I've never seen a God that says, I will be your strength for you. I've never seen it. There is no boss, no CEO, no doctor, no spouse, no pastor, no friend that will fully be your strength for you. But Christ will be your strength for you if you decrease so that he might increase. Church, our plan this year. Is to become weaker, to get on our knees more and say, God, I, I don't want to try and pretend like I have it all together. It's to come to church and throw our hands in the air, not caring what anyone else says, just because, Jesus, I need you more. 
I need to let go of all these things. I've put on more weights, and you told me to take them off last week, and I did, but then I've put them straight back on on Monday, and now I'm back, and I just want to take them off again. We need it. We need to have that expression with each other. And Christ needs to be the only option for our life. You know, people have been coming to me since my friend Rory passed, and I knew this would happen because as a pastor, I think people like to see where you're at. And people have been saying to me, has it, has it rocked your faith? I think I've had that three times now. And I always love that question. And I always don't really know what to answer to it, really. And people have said to me, has it, has it shaken your faith? Has it rocked their faith? And I've just been saying to them, what I'm saying to you today, I just say to them, what's my other option? Even if it has shaken my faith, it doesn't matter. Where else am I going to go? To who else has the gift of eternal life? If someone else offered it, I may try it because Jesus has annoyed me recently. But it was, I have no other option. We must get to this place, church, where we are so weak that God can actually be strong in us. And this is what I love about Paul. He says, not only do I allow it when it comes, he actually boasts of his weakness. He's actually proactive about it. He says, God God, God, help me because I'm really weak in this area. He's almost proactive. God, I'm, I'm lazy. Come and help me in it because now I can see your glory come in a new way. Paul boasts about his weakness because he knows that when he is weak, Christ will show up more in his life. And all he really wants is more of Christ. So he's found a secret. And I give you this secret today, church. And I'm going to end soon, I promise. He gives you this secret today. He says, if you want more Christ, boast about your weakness. Because then Christ can come in and show you his perfect power. His grace is sufficient for us. Amen. Has this helped you? Has this blessed you? So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be running these wisdom nights, these Bible teaching nights. How does that make me weaker? Well, because it's going to change your mind. The Bible changes your mind, my mind, because we think we know how life works. The Bible tells us not how it works. I thought to receive, I must receive, but the Bible tells me to receive, I must give. So we're going to come and we're going to learn and we're going to change our mind. We're going to come and we're going to pray because in prayer, we're going to allow God to remove all the barriers, all the weights, all the blindfolds, give us a new pair of shoes. We're going to allow him to do it because that's what we're going to do in prayer. We're going to become weaker in prayer. We're going to do it daily with podcasts. We're going to make sure that kids have it. We're going to make sure that youth have it so that every single one of us can be strengthened by God. And I beg you and I encourage you, please get involved. Not so that we can Instagram and say, look how many people came to our prayer meeting. No, because I want you to be a stronger saint. And the only way I know how to do that is letting Jesus shine through you more. Will you close your eyes? And Sarah and Mandy, if you could come and join me, that'd be great. Take a moment, just breathe in, just have a moment of reflection, think about the words I've said. What do you think is the weight that you're carrying? Is it control? Is it worry? Is it fear? Is it laziness? Apathy? I don't know, let God speak to you. What's the blind, but what's the thing that's blinding you to Christ? Is there past pain, past trauma? Is there a hatred there? And what do you need Jesus to teach you? What is the principle that you struggle to understand about Jesus? Is it the supernatural things? Speaking in tongues when people fall over, healing the sick? 
Or is it other things where he gives, asks you to give your money, asks you to get baptized in water? Lord God, I pray for these people. I pray as their pastor and I speak over their life. And if you want to amen this prayer, I ask you to do so. I pray that they might decrease so that you might increase. I pray that they would become, we, uh, they would become weaker so that you might become stronger in them. I pray it for them. I pray that they would let you in and change anything you want about their life. 